Coming up, the postseason schedule is set while other teams see their season come to an end. This is Locked On Game to Game NFL. Every game, every team, every angle. Locked On Game to Game, your team every day. Welcome in. You are listening to Locked On Game to Game NFL local experts going from game to game in week 18, the final week of the regular season in the NFL. I am your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you so much for joining us today and all season long right here on Locked On, where we give you the latest from all of the local experts. We're going to check in now in our last week of the regular season. We'll start off with the Chiefs who played on Saturday. They did what they needed to do to lock up the number one seed in the AFC. They earned that much-desired bye week by doing that. Locked on Chiefs tells you what they'll be doing with this week off. The Kansas City Chiefs took care of business, and they are the number one seed in the AFC. I'm Ryan Tracy from Locked On Chiefs, and that was the accomplishment they set out to have all that time ago back in training camp. They finish at 14-3, and which is exactly the prediction you heard on Locked On Chiefs in the preseason. We're pretty excited about that. Now, there's a lot to go in. The DeMar Hamlin situation obviously causes some back and forth about where an AFC championship could be played. But all the Chiefs had to do was take care of their business to secure the number one. There's a lot going on on Sunday that can determine what happens after that. But it remains clear right now the Chiefs are at the top of the AFC and they just get that bye that helps them. They had an early bye weekend, so this bye here going into the playoff rounds is going to help them. They have a uh, chance to get healthier. They're looking to do that with McCole Hardman, with Sky Moore, a couple of other uh, injuries there that are going to have to have a little bit more time. We're going to talk about it all this week on Locked On Chiefs, your team every day. The Tennessee Titans season is over after they blow a lead in the fourth quarter to the Jacksonville Jaguars. My name's Tyler Rowland, host of the Locked On Titans podcast. It was a valiant effort from the Tennessee Titans who have 23 players on the IR and have lost six straight games in a row, now seven. The Titans came out and gave a great effort. The defense shut down the Jaguars' offense in the second half. The Titans' offense was able to score some points in the first half But this Tennessee Titans season goes out how the Titans have gone out all year long. The quarterback makes turnovers. The Titans offensive coordinator makes terrible play calls. And the Titans offensive line can't block a soul. We've seen it all year long. So it's no surprise that those three things are the things that ended the Titans season. Even though the Jags offense did nothing. In the second half, it's going to be a lot of big changes for the Titans. They'll most likely have a top 10 pick. They need to address O-line, wide receiver, cornerback, and some other depth positions as well. But more importantly, this should be the last game for Titans offensive coordinator Todd Downing. They should not even allow him to come back on the team plane. Hopefully, we see those changes made soon. But a tough ending for the Titans, but an ending that is Basically a microcosm of the entire season. For more analysis, check out the Locked on Titans YouTube channel or the Locked on Titans podcast on whatever platform that you do stream Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year long throughout the entire offseason for free. Jalen Hurts returned to the field for Philly and gave them the spark they needed to get the win over the Giants and secure the bye week in the NFC and, of course, the number one seed. Locked on Giants and Locked on Eagles go over the final regular season tune-up. The New York Giants fell to the Philadelphia Eagles 22-16 in a game where head coach Brian Dable did indeed sit most of his starters in key reserves. 
But if there was a good thing to come out of the game, it's that the backups that the Giants put on the field kept it close against the NFC's top-seeded playoff team. The Giants' defense held the Eagles to five field goals and just one touchdown as far as scoring went. And the Giants' offense, which was shut out in the first half of the game, outscored the Eagles 16-6 to in the second half after picking up some much-needed momentum. As has been noted all along, the outcome of the game didn't matter for the Giants, who next week head back to Minnesota to face the Vikings in the wildcard round of the playoffs. And although a loss is a loss, for the Giants, this game, much like as was the case in 2007, when the Giants came up short in the regular season finale against the undefeated Patriots, gained some valuable momentum that could end up serving them well in the postseason. Conflicted, very conflicted feelings here. After the Philadelphia Eagles win the game against the New York Giants, 22 to 16, clinching the number one seed in the NFC and the NFC East Division Championship, but it took everything they had against backups. I'm Louis DiBiase, host of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Again, the Eagles are the number one seed in the NFC playoffs. Will run through Lincoln Financial Field. The last time that happened, 2017, the Eagles won a Super Bowl. Home field advantage in Philadelphia is crucial, especially in a wide-open NFC conference. But the path the Eagles took to get there, the hardest path possible. It took the final plays. They had to recover an onside kick against Davis Webb and the New York Giants backups, holding them off only by six points to finally wrap up this top seed. Not very confident boosting, instilling, I should say, the last three games, the Eagles not playing their best football heading into the postseason. But at the same time, they are the number one seed. Pretty much every other NFC team has been inconsistent this year, and I still think the Eagles have the most talented roster in football. And the difference between this season and 2017 when the playoffs start, they will have their MVP caliber quarterback in Jalen Hurts healthy and ready to go. Got some action today inside the pocket, throwing the football. Hopefully the playbook will open up and he will run more in that game. Get Lane Johnson healthy. Get Josh Sweat healthy. 2017, it's funny, those final three games, they were not looking sharp and they turned it around the playoffs. I'm banking on this team doing the exact same thing. The Eagles are the number one seed in the NFC and NFC East division champions after a 20 22 to 16 win over the New York Giants. I'm Louis DiBiase of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Some ups and downs over the year, but overall a happy Locked On Vikings host just after Minnesota cruises over the Bears in the regular season finale. 13 and 4? That ain't half bad for a head coach's first season. That will be the regular season record for the Minnesota Vikings as they win 29-13 in Soldier Field, sweep the, finish their sweep of the Bears with a very comfortable win. That had to be a comfortable win, right? If that one was a squirrely game, you'd have a lot of questions. Uh, but the Vikings pulled their starters by halftime. Nick Mullins finished the game, and the Vikings didn't really seem to miss too much of a beat. Um, they will go to 13-4. and four. They, will, they will sit in the three seed as it stands as of this moment but I am recording this before the 49ers game is over, so I don't know how that one goes. Two-seed or three-seed, that's where we're at, and we're in the playoffs. That's a good place to be, and the depth got some run as well. You got some run for guys like Irv Smith, who returned to the lineup, um, guys like Chris Reed, who, of course, needed a, a full game, a full week of practice to really get centered down. He is going to be the center moving forward, um, as well as just some chemistry building and washing that bad taste out of your mouth after that Lambeau Field debacle. So now the Vikings get to go play in the playoffs, at home and uh, move on from there. We will keep you posted on Lockdown Vikings on 
where the Vikings uh, will be at the end of the day, who they play, and how everything else goes. So stay tuned for that, and we will see you then. The Atlanta Falcons got that elusive first win over the GOAT Tom Brady on Sunday. May not have been a ton at stake, but Locked on Falcons still happy and very happy to see Desmond Ritter playing a big role in getting that Falcons win. When you woke up this morning, Tom Brady was 11-0 in his career against the Atlanta Falcons, but you're going to go to sleep with him being 11-1 now. Thanks, Desmond Ritter. I'm Aaron Freeman, host of Locked On Falcons. Everybody will sit here and say this Week 18 matchup between the Falcons and Bucks was meaningless, given that the Bucks had already clinched their playoff spot. The Falcons were doing nothing but ruining their draft position. But if you're a Falcon fan that has watched Tom Brady time and time again over the last 20-plus years beat the Atlanta Falcons, it had all the meaning in the world to see Desmond Ritter be the one, the only to lead this franchise to get that monkey off its back. It was a slow start on Sunday for Ritter, but it was a strong finish as we've seen Ritter do time and time again in his four starts, finishing this game with 224 yards a season high, tossing his first two touchdown passes to Michael Pruitt and Lamade Zacchaeus, fellow rookie and wide receiver Drake London, notched his career, his season high with a, his first 100-yard game of the season catching season highs of eight catches for 120 yards fellow rookie Tyler Algier uh, ran his way into the Falcons rookie record books with 135 yards rushing passing William Andrews's rookie record uh, set for this franchise way back in 1979 and this rookie trio looks very promising uh, for the future of the Falcons as they finish 2022 with a 7-10 record on a pretty strong note and then now that the Falcons are going to receive a ton of cap space this offseason it looks like they have a nice little foundation to build upon and improve things heading into 2023 and of course we'll have you covered all off-season long here on Locked On Falcons, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up, an AFC North rematch for Wild Card Weekend. This is Locked On Game to Game NFL. Today's edition of Locked On Game to Game is brought to you by Built Bar. They are the best tasting protein bars on the market, and that is because they are made with 100% real chocolate. They are low in sugar, low in carbs, but high in protein. If you have some of those protein-infused marshmallow puff bars, those are my personal favorite. Of course, they have dozens of different flavors, so you can just head over to their website, built.com. Use our promo code LOCKED15. That gets you 15% off of your order, so just make sure you use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order at built.com. Welcome back to Locked On Game to Game NFL. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you once again for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. The Bengals and Ravens faced off in week 18. They're now going to face off again in the first round of the playoffs. Locked On Bengals is happy to have home field. Locked On Ravens goes over how Baltimore got to this point. The Cincinnati Bengals avoid a coin toss and are locked in as the number three seed after their win over Baltimore on Sunday. I'm Jake Lisko from the Lockdown Bengals podcast, where we'll have you covered with post-game analysis and get you ready for the Bengals' first playoff game coming up in a week against the Baltimore Ravens. In this game, though, it was the defense, really, that helped the Bengals win the game. They had four takeaways. Three of those led to touchdowns, one of which was scored by the defense on a Trey Hendrickson, who had a great game, by the way, strip sack that led to a Joseph Osai touchdown. Joe Burrow and the offense in this one, a little bit up and down, and they'll have some things to iron out. I thought, again, they left some points on the field with some opportunities on some good enough plays that could have led to points or resulted directly in points. But in the end, they get the win anyway. And 
honestly, there's even a chance that, especially on the defensive side of the ball, they got a little bit conservative with the big lead they built early in this one. Joe Burrow said it, though. They'll need to play better next week, especially on offense, to beat the Ravens again, who will get guys back on offense who were rested in this game. And the big story to watch for the Bengals, outside of all of those things leading into the playoff game, is the health of Alex Kappa, who was on a scooter on in the locker room post-game, unable to put weight on that leg. It's being called an ankle injury, and we'll keep an eye on that one on the Locked On Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. The Baltimore Ravens end their 2022 regular season with a divisional loss. I'm Kevin Alshager, the host of Locked On Ravens, and Baltimore did not have Lamar Jackson in this game. They did not have Tyler Huntley in this game, but they do lose 27-16 to to the Cincinnati Bengals in Week 18, moving their overall record to 10-7 and is what they finished out the year with. It was undrafted rookie Anthony Brown leading the helm for the Ravens. A quarterback completed 19-44 of 44 passes, 286 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. He also lost a fumble. Baltimore turned the ball over four times, and you can't do that against the Cincinnati offense. It has such high-powered weapons. All across the board. Defensively, Roquan Smith led the way with 16 tackles. But these two teams will meet again. Wild card weekend. Baltimore and Cincinnati will match up back in Cincinnati, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. Sunday night football, the second primetime slot between Baltimore and Cincinnati. The season series even at one apiece. So this wild card game will determine who wins the season series between the two. For more on the Ravens and their Week 18 match, as well as their wild card match, be sure to follow the Locked Ravens podcast and subscribe on YouTube, part of Locked On Podcast Network. A disappointing season for Denver, of course, but it ended with a pleasant surprise and an upset of the playoff-bound L.A. Chargers, who inexplicably played their starters. Locked On Broncos looking forward to the future. Locked On Chargers concerned about some injuries heading into the playoffs. The Denver Broncos wrap up their season with a big 31-28 victory over the playoff-bound Los Angeles Chargers for the Broncos. They will not be proceeding into the postseason, but there are things that they'll be proceeding forward with beginning this week. I'm Cody Rourke of Lockdown Broncos, and the Broncos came away with a much-needed 31-28 victory. Nobody imagined this Denver Broncos season going the way that it has ultimately for them, led by Russell Wilson. The offseason, the hype was there. Unfortunately, the Broncos did not pan out from a win-loss standpoint enough to qualify for the playoffs, let alone compete for the division. But their win against the Chargers on Sunday gives them their first divisional win of the season and a little bit of momentum going into the offseason. It is going to be riddled with change. Make sure you tune in to Lockdown Broncos every single day in your favorite audio podcasting platform or whether you watch on YouTube. The Los Angeles Chargers decided to play their starters in a meaningless game against the Broncos, and it may have proven costly. This is Daniel Wade from Locked On Chargers, and the biggest story out of this one is that star wide receiver Mike Williams had to leave this game with a back injury, and it hurts more because the Chargers had already locked up the fifth seed in the playoffs before they entered this game. I thought they shouldn't start their starters last week when I talked about this scenario and them not really needing this game. They decided to play their starters for three quarters, and Mike Williams, we don't know the extent of the injury yet, but if he can't play next week against the Jaguars, it's a disaster in this game because he was out there in the fifth offensive possession, and it was just unnecessary. But if you're looking for a silver lining for the Chargers offense, I did think Joe Lombardi called one of his best games of the season defensively however it seems like the Chargers lost a lot of the momentum they had built up over the last month they were one of the hottest defenses in the NFL getting a bad Denver Broncos offense and in three quarters the starters allowed 24 points after only allowing 27 combined over the last three games and you had Joey 
Bosa get a little shaken up and Kenneth Murray have to leave this game with an injury. It's all good for the Chargers that they are going into the playoffs against the Jaguars. You just wanted to do it as close to 100% healthy as possible. We'll see who can play next week, but this one could loom large in the Chargers playoff fates. But for the full game breakdown, make sure to check out the Locked On Chargers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Panthers got the dramatic win at the last second over New Orleans in a very low-scoring affair on Sunday. Locked on Saints goes over a disappointing season in the Big Easy and what to expect going forward. If I told you that the New Orleans Saints held an opposing quarterback to 43 passing yards, you'd expect they won, right? Right, wouldn't you? Well, they didn't. I'm Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On Saints podcast. A very disappointing end to what was a pretty disappointing season for the New Orleans Saints, a team that many expected to be a playoff team this year, including internal and external expectations, finishes the season 7-10 and 10, and now goes into an offseason with more uncertainty than we have seen in New Orleans for over a decade and a half. Will the New Orleans Saints end up making a surprise change at head coach? That seems unlikely. It seems Dennis Allen's job is very safe here in the city of New Orleans, but changes elsewhere on the coaching staff look like they can be on the way. The New Orleans Saints went with a cohesion and continuity approach to 2022. It landed them a 7-10 and 10 record, so I would expect to see them change course on that going into 2023. With Sean Payton potentially trading, getting traded to another team, the Saints potentially picking up more draft picks, the Saints having to solve a quarterback problem, and of course having to figure out what's going on on their coaching staff and offense, which came out completely flat after their opening drive in New Orleans up against the Carolina Panthers. It's going to be an eventful offseason. You want to follow along with it every step of the way. The Locked on Saints podcast is the only place to be. Part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. The Commanders got themselves and their fans a small consolation prize with a win over the Cowboys to finish things off in the 2022 season. Locked on Commanders recaps one final win, while Locked on Cowboys less than confident heading into wildcard weekend. All right, Commanders fans, we're here at FedEx Field where the Commanders surprise the Dallas Cowboys and whip up on them. 26-6 the final score as the regular season in 2022 comes to an end here in 2023. 26-6, again, the final score, 8-8-1, the final record. Of course, not going to the playoffs, the Cowboys are, but they lose out on potentially improving their seating. Kendall Fuller with a pick six return of a Dak Prescott errant pass could have had two. Uh, Sam Howell wins his first NFL regular season start on his first NFL regular season pass, a 16-yard touchdown strike to Terry McLaurin on a crossing route after the Cowboys had coughed up a punt a fumble or a fumble from their punter, I should say, and that was recovered by the commanders at the Dallas 20-yard line. David Harrison and I will be with you for a full-length Locked On Commanders podcast to wrap up this game, what it means, what it means for the draft status and draft slotting. It's not good. It's not good, but it's, I guess, not horrible. That's the way we'll look at it. And what winning against the Cowboys in perhaps what was Dan Snyder's last game after a tenuous ownership, to say it kindly, means for the Washington Commanders. All of that coming up from here at FedEx Field. For now, I'm Chris Russell, Locked On Now. The New York Giants fell to the Philadelphia Eagles 22-16 in a game where head coach Brian Dable did indeed sit most of his starters in key reserves. But if there was a good thing to come out of the game, it's that the backups that the Giants put on the field kept it close against the NFC's top-seeded playoff team. 
The Giants defense held the Eagles to five field goals and just one touchdown as far as scoring went. And the Giants offense, which was shut out in the first half of the game, outscored the Eagles 16 to six in the second half after picking up some much needed momentum. As has been noted all along, the outcome of the game didn't matter for the Giants, who next week head back to Minnesota to face the Vikings in the wild card round of the playoffs. And although a loss is a loss, for the Giants, this game, much like as was the case in 2007, when the Giants came up short in the regular season finale against the undefeated Patriots, gained some valuable momentum that could end up serving them well in the postseason. To the loser goes the spoils. Houston beat the Colts, and they also beat themselves out of the number one pick in the NFL draft. Locked on Texans goes over the future. Locked on Colts just happy that this season has come to a merciful end. As my man Money Mitch would say, no ribs, no rice, no champagne. And for the Houston Texans, no number one pick. I'm John Hickman of the Locked On Texan Podcast, your team every day. And every day this week, what do we hear about the Houston Texans? Well, they need to lock down and secure the number one pick and whether or not Lovey Smith's job is safe after this season. Lovey Smith didn't care about that number one pick. The players in that locker room didn't care about that number one pick. All they cared about was getting their third third win on the year and ended the season off on a high note for the players and that's exactly what they did in that fourth quarter Davis Mills the best game and some of the best throws I've seen him make all season three touchdowns on a day multiple fourth down conversions and a huge touchdown to Jordan Akins on fourth down and then he backdoor hit him with the two-point conversion this team scored the team high season high on the year with 32 points, securing the win against the Indianapolis Colts. Well, this week, all we're going to talk about is coaching hirings, coaching firings, and whether or not they're going to move forward with Lovey Smith and Nick Casario as the general manager. Make sure you check us out throughout the entire week here on the Locked On Texan podcast. Again, your team every day. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Game to Game NFL and the NFL regular season. Thank you so much for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. Make sure that you are subscribed to Locked On NFL and your favorite team's Locked On podcast on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts from, especially now as we head into the postseason. I'm Kainani Stevens. This has been Locked On Game to Game.